Is your mic stand all wobbly? Damn. And we're live. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're visible. Uh, Sean, how's your week been going? It's good. (laughs) How's your week been going? Um... Kelly's back home as of yeah. what like one AM. One AM. Yeah. Yeah, she's back. Um Yeah, I didn't really just like you know, <laughs> she comes home at one o'clock in the morning and the dogs bark, wakes me up, then I was awake for two hours, yeah. kind of half awake. So I watched Iron Man three. <laughs> what a weird choice. <laughs> I was um so a thing that I do, excuse me, a thing that I do is I watch YouTube videos about movies. Sure. Probably more than I watch movies themselves. Everybody's got a thing, right? Yeah. Like you go, you go down YouTube wormholes of like making coffee and stuff. I've been on a jujitsu wormhole lately. Yeah. You've been, <laughs> do you want to ask anyone that's watching or listening if they'd like to go to a jujitsu class? <laughs> yeah. If anyone wants to go to a jujitsu class with me. North Broadway does a free trial class. Ooh. Ooh. I can smell it. Like just thinking about it, I can just I can just smell it. <laughs> I can smell what that free class smells like. Dirty geese and yeah. bleach. <laughs> just BO and sweat. Nothing against North Broadway. It's just no, that's, just, that's that's a grappling gym. That's just the yeah, yeah, just the the, ac- the activity in general. <laughs> um, what? Uh, yeah, so I go down these wormholes where I watch like guys that break down why movies are good or bad, or I'm just thinking of Steven Seagal. Yeah, I got. <laughs> I, I went on a run of a guy that breaks down Steven Seagal movies, which I think is hilarious. Um, is it because he does this voice too? He's like. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Marked for Death is the movie where Steven Seagal showed the world. <laughs> and then he just proceeds to just tear the movie apart. Yeah, him and Steven are not friends. I don't think anybody's friends with Steven anymore. <laughs> he had like a brief. I mean, are you aware of the whole Steven no. Seagal thing? Like, he, so he was at one time considered to be a pretty legitimate action star. Yeah. And then he was brought on. As like an honorary member of some police department in, okay, I know this somewhere. Yeah, and uh, he's been like, he's been hired by like the the Russian government or some somebody somewhere to like teach them combat techniques and self defense things and all this stuff. And he's he's been like a total fraud apparently. Like he doesn't actually know anything. And there's these videos of him grappling i think he did aikido which is the one where like people come running at you and you like grab their thumb and twist it Mm -hmm. and they like fly through the air um i think he was doing some aikido and uh yeah that's not real (laughs) um (laughs) and then someone just punched him (laughs) no it was like it's like they worship him so much because he's been in these action films that they just like go along with it like you ever seen those videos of like, f- you know, like fake evangelists or whatever, oh, yeah. where they like th- throw their arms out at a crowd and people just fall over in droves because they're just 
blasted with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's like what this these Steven Seagal movies, uh, these like Followers. grappling. Yeah, they're just like people running at him, and he's just like, just like he just barely moves because he's so fat and out of shape <laughs> that he just like reaches his arm out and he's just like twist, and this guy like goes hurtling through the air. And mm-hmm. you're like, the guys getting thrown are so much more displaying so much more athleticism. <laughs> This guy that breaks down his movies, he's like points out places like how little Seagal moves. Like he literally just doesn't move. They'll like splice. It'll be like him walking down a hallway and they have to like do jump cuts the whole way because he's and he he said the guy, the narrator is suggesting that he was getting so winded walking down the hallway <laughs> <laughs> had to cut it together. And then it'll be like he'll kind of like hop over a fence, like a you know, like a thirty inch fence or something, and they'll cut to a stunt double. Hopping over a fence. <laughs> and it's so funny. And then and then there's these videos of him like taking out yeah. 30 Russian, you know, government security guys on this on this uh you know, they're all wearing geese and people are just being hurtled through space. It's an overweight cigar. Anyway. You either live long enough to see yourself become the villain or you die a hero. I mean, the the funny part is like he was he was at one time kind of held in the same regard as like Jean Claude Van Damme, which yeah, like when like you Arnold, and... not even in the same. No, I and also one of the stories is that he one of his first films, uh, like Marked for Death or something, he ran a lot in it, and apparently somebody told him never to run on film. <laughs> he looked so stupid. <laughs> I can't even explain it. He just looked so dumb running. They were like, "Don't, don't do that again." <laughs> he also is widely acknowledged to be the worst SNL guest ever. And look up, you can also look up videos of SNL cast members re- recapping him being on the show. Hmm. Bad. So that's so today's podcast brought to you by Steven Seagal. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say brought brought to us by Sean Coffee, but neither of us is drinking Sean Coffee, so no. Um, the coffee maker was dirty and so long story long, I had been watching these two Australian guys that, that review comic books and movies and stuff and just talk about them. And I was watching them talk about the, the Iron Man trilogy and like good and bad parts about it. So they'll do like a 20 minute breakdown and it's like, I feel like I, some ways I feel like I watched the whole movie, so I don't need to go watch an hour and a half or two hour movie. Just like watch two Australian guys talk about it. Shout out one of those cases. So I watched <laughs> earlier in the earlier in the day. I'd watched their breakdown of Iron Man one and Iron Man two, and then I was like, "Ooh, I don't want to watch the breakdown of Iron Man three. I want to watch Iron Man 3. <laughs> I'm really glad I asked that follow up question. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I had started watching Iron Man three earlier in the night, and fell asleep, and then sure. Kelly woke me up in the middle of the night, and I couldn't fall back asleep, so I. Finished, restarted Iron Man 3 halfway through. Iron Man 1 still holds up really well. It's a good film, yeah, I think. I agree. And the but so the two Australian guys were were recapping like whether or not that movie would ever get made today because Disney now owns the rights to all the Marvel movies and Robert Downey Jr. at the time was kind of a questionable hire. Like he was yeah. a <laughs> he guy was that didn't really Coke binges. Yeah, and... didn't really have his life together and kind of was getting a second shot. 
at it and obviously like knocked it out of the park but it's like man if disney was in charge would they have even given him the Isn't chance it, um and jeff bridges in that movie yeah. iron man one yeah he's, like he's and like villain. his only non big lebowski role ever i feel like every role that jeff bridges is in he is some iteration of the dude uh, because that's just him as a person there's a new show um that just came out recently i think it was on hulu where he plays like a retired cia mm. badass guy that I, I wish i could remember the name of it but um pretty sure it was on hulu and it was, it was pretty decent i watched it i just remember him in tron like the remake of tron yeah and he's just the big lebowski but yeah. in a video game <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i love it i mean i think as as a lot of actors do it's like you get to the point where um you've made it so far into your career that you're just like look this is the thing that i do well i also like that's just him like he's yeah. just being himself yeah but don't you think they reach a point where they're like you know what i'm not even gonna try to be recreate somebody else yeah uh because this is what i do especially with such like an iconic role <laughs> i just realized- although like john goodman definitely got out of his role there like he was walter in the big lebowski and oh, he's, yeah. he's done a lot of well steve Bisem- steve buscemi went on to do a boardwalk empire yeah which is a very different but i like Samuel L. Jackson, I feel like, is at that point where he's just like, look, if you're going to hire me to do a role, I'm showing up and I'm going to be Samuel L. Jackson, and that's what you're going to get. Yeah. I don't know. He, he he didn't really play himself for, what was that Quentin Tarantino movie? Um, Django? Didn't he, he was I don't think so. Oh, and Django. Yeah, yeah. He I, was, I'm uh, thinking of Hateful Eight. Yeah, I didn't see that one. He was very Samuel L. Hmm. in Hateful Eight. Um. Yeah, so anyway, welcome to the Gambit Stratagem Podcast. <laughs> I talked about trying to do more intros. I've noticed I that's what a intro. lot of podcasts do is they talk about just totally unrelated topics just to kind of like warm things up um, to kind of intro the, the podcast. So I'm Andrew Essig. We're, we're 10 minutes in. It's good. Uh, and this is Sean Crocker. That's me. Our names are in the correct place, of course. Love that. Um, And at some point, there's a... Gambit logo right above my head if you're watching this on video. At some point, we are going to rearrange our chairs and get this crap out of the shot in the front. Just a pile of just <laughs> extra audio equipment. Um, that's a flare. That's a little flare. Uh, yeah, at some point, we'll try to get that <laughs> I think out we need to cut shot, a hole but... in the table and just have Joel poking his head up. <laughs> but like not consistently. Like Every once in a while, he just... like a Like a train layout table? Yeah. But maybe... I don't know if normal people can relate to that if your <laughs> if your father doesn't have a multi I was thinking like a whack a mole situation. Oh yeah. So I'm thinking that my dad has a giant train layout in his like man cave room. I'm talking like the Go size of yeah. the size of this room. Uh and there's you have to put it's so big you have to put trap doors in it so you can crawl underneath and lower the ta- trap so door funny. and you can get up in there and could be like Joel. He just pops a trap door out of the table and pops. <laughs> hey, heard you guys were talking about coffee. <laughs> hey, heard you guys were talking about bicep veins. Can I, I going to say he's not going to come in for coffee? <laughs> that boy was on Folger's life. Hey, heard- <laughs> I gave him a bag of coffee and he asked me how he ground it up. Heard you guys were talking about free sweatpants. What? Are- <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, Joel, you get a grinder. He said, Oh, I think Christine has one. His response was exactly, but she's mad at me, so I'm not going to ask her right now. <laughs> okay. Sounds right. Okay. Communication is key <laughs> to relationships. Um, 
our topic today. Did you did you ever pull up that Google Doc I sent you? Mm-hmm. There's nothing on it, but I just thought yeah. it'd, be, it'd be nice for us to have a Google Doc to refer to. You, we could like send each other secret messages during the podcast too. Like, <laughs> um, I thought it'd be good. We're going to talk about a couple of things. Sean's going to pick one topic if we have time. We'll see what we're doing on time, but we yeah. might we might pick one topic off of the 49 fitness tips list we went through. But I thought it'd be cool to touch on real quick. We, we are kind of running out of time. I realized too late um, in the end of the month, but I wanted to put it to our, our audience slash members um, what type of gym challenge I really want to keep, keep the ball rolling on a monthly challenge. And, uh, so we're kind of in, in dry January or so I'm going to call it dry January. Cause I haven't been, I haven't been doing a sober January per se. <clears throat> I have, but I've been doing a, a dry January. Yeah. Um, and I think that's okay. It looks different for everybody. Yeah. Um, not, not like I've been having an edible every night or anything, or even every week, but just I just haven't necessarily blocked that out. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing a dry jam, and I signed up for a scotch club, mostly with Rob's dad, mostly... Uh, Gotta get to know the neighbors. Yep. <laughs> who, who is my neighbor? Uh, mostly for the social aspect of it, but um, I'm like, I'm scared of it, because I'm like, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm not... Like I've never been a scotch drinker. Yeah, it just tastes like moss. Have you had scotch? Yeah. Are you, are you, you're not a fan? Yeah, I don't As a whiskey fan, I'm not a fan. But I'm yeah, and I'm kind of like a whiskey bourbon fan. Yeah. But so I'm like, yeah, whatever, I'll I'll try it out. But that we're they're gonna buy like you know, everybody chips in, then he buys like two hundred dollar bottles of scotch. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe it'll be maybe it'll be good. He already told me one of the bottles is a very peaty bottle. I'm like That's what I don't like. Uh, oh, the company will be good. But I, th- I, I think did enough be... vegetables. I don't need it in my liquor. Wait, are you into wine? Um, not as much as my better half, but because she is a wine connoisseur, it's seeped into my sommelier. Yeah, no, she's not classically trained, as she'll be apt to point out. Yeah, but definitely don't tell everyone that her family owns a wine enthusiast. Oh. That her family owns St. James Winery. She she doesn't want anyone to know. Definitely that. Definitely don't announce that. On the, I'll I'll post the link in the know. description. <laughs> um, she does listen to your podcast and update shows though, and like my uh, significant other. She's like other. three episodes behind. She won't hear this for another month. <laughs> and I'll have forgotten about it. It'll be a, it'll be a nice surprise for you when she watches. And gets upset about it. When she comes home and won't say hi to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I asked because I thought, man, a, a I could I could totally be into a, a quarterly wine club. Yeah. Even though I'm not much of a wine connoisseur, I just kind of just kind of know what I like. Dabble, I, yeah. Yeah, dabble and drink what I like. But it, you, you could, um, you know, I mean, I think this scotch club is like 50 bucks a quarter. And he's doing like two, you know two multi hundred dollar bottles so i'm like we could do 15 bucks a quarter yeah and get like a 75 dollar bottle you know of wine and just try it it. yeah um something i'm thinking about doing that if you're interested or if anyone's (laughs) listening mara if you're listening (laughs) or watching um so we did we're doing dry january currently 
December we did squat hold, which uh, we had. And I apologize, I don't have graphics ready for this because it would it would look a lot cooler. But we did um, 150 minutes for the month. Right was our gold standard, which yeah, I don't have the exact which figures. is five minutes a day. Then I think it was 90 minutes, which is three minutes a day. And then, yeah, 60, which is two minutes a day. Yeah. Um, And I think Austin, the winner, was the only person to reach the gold standard. I was one minute. You were one minute off? (laughs) I don't even think I realized I was only one minute off. I was just trying to catch Austin. That'll chap your ass, won't it? Yeah, he ended up beating me by seven minutes or something. So I I don't think... I mean, I literally did... we We entered times on a like seven day or like a weekly basis and i was pretty much way behind and i tried to catch him not only in the in the final segment but like in the final day like i think i did 15 to 20 minutes on the last day that's crazy (laughs) trying to (laughs) well i came out strong like on the first day of the challenge i came out swinging and i did like 20 plus minutes on the first uh maybe it was the first interval but I remember in, in one day I had done close to 20 minutes yeah, total. Uh, so I did that again towards the end and I still couldn't catch him. And then I, he, he pointed out like, he commented like just one minute shy of gold just to make a point. Like, no, nah, I wasn't even aware. I just, <laughs> I just was really counting on you, you falling off the horse yeah. really hard. Um, and then I can't remember, I think Mike Capizzi was third. I do not remember. We post- but we did talk about it on, we talked about it. So show. go back go back and watch the no. <laughs> we'll post a link. Don't go back and watch any old update shows. Never never watch old update shows. Um so yeah, I thought I'd talk about like what what did you how much time did you accumulate in a squat hold? Couldn't tell you, didn't I track. Be, I bet if you you like started though, didn't you? Yeah, like I held squat. I just didn't no, I didn't log. Oh, I thought you I thought I saw you on the list. I might have logged zero minutes. Kelly logged, I think, the first one. Yeah. And then stopped. Yeah, I so like I'll I I think she was having trouble. I'll go through mine like if it comes up in like my go wad, um, which it almost always does in like a three minute capacity. Yeah. Um I just didn't keep track of it because Well and if you had actually counted and then counted all the time, like every time you squatted, if you counted like a one, squat or one second or two yeah. seconds for every squat you did, you probably would have racked up a decent amount of time. You're a man who squats a lot. Yeah. But I so I guess legs looked like they squatted a lot. (laughs) Yeah, tell me about it. (laughs) Um, I guess you you aren't going to have as much to contribute. uh, Then, because I was curious what you thought the effects. Like I I don't feel like we did a recap on it. It would be cool to we should add Austin on the show. Yeah, to talk about like what what he got out of that. Uh, So I can. Talk yeah, I mean, I, I didn't. Yeah, so I definitely didn't hold any more or less than I typically do. <clears throat> right, like yeah, I would say like I do go wad daily. Usually, there's a three minute squat hold in there. So, well, so what do you what do you feel like you've gotten out of the squat holds with go wad? <clears throat> um, honestly, most of it is I do it kind of first thing in the morning, um, and it just helps open up my hips and ankles. I mean, like, fortunately for me, holding a squat and a deep position isn't an issue. Yeah. Um, Has it ever been? Um, not really. I remember that actually how I learned how to squat was I did the, if you remember the original MWOD YouTube, 
like before yeah. Kelly Surratt had a book and an it was app just and, called Mobility Wad. It wasn't yeah. called M Wad. Yeah. So the very first video he posted was a, basically a challenge to hold a 10 minute squat. Yeah. And I, re- I, remember, I remember doing yeah. it and just getting annihilated 45 seconds in. Mm hmm. And then just kind of did that every day until I was able to hold the 10 minutes. And then from then, I've never really had much of an issue. I remember this. It's been so long. I remember that if I, if, if I recall correctly, when he made that statement about the 10 minute squat hold, I was, I remember relaying that to one of my PT clients who I was coaching in her home. Cause I didn't have a gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before I opened Gambit, that's how long ago it's been. Yeah. I remember having her do a squat hold and saying like, oh, this this guy, this mobility guru guy came out and said, you should be able to do this for 10 minutes. And we were both just marveling at how ridiculous that seemed. Yeah. She was in her 50s yeah. or 60s maybe. So it was, a, it was a tall order for myself. Sure. Uh, let alone for her. Yeah, um, that's even an inactive squat. That's not kind of what we were doing through yeah. that month. Like that yeah. was just a hunker down and sit. Yeah, so I feel like um, for somebody with kind of tight hips and ankles, um, like you said, first thing in the morning, like if I'm walking the dogs or something, I'm out in the, I'm just kind of waiting for them, or I take them to the park and they're just kind of running around. I'll just pop into a squat hold, yeah. and yeah, a lot of times I I will try to elevate my heels a little bit or do it on a little bit of a slope because it makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Just like wearing weightlifting shoes, and and obviously the goal is ultimately to do that flat footed. But um, I've got one ankle that's a bit been a bit junky for me that I'm doing. It kind of just like doesn't want to bend all the way. Um, so a little bit of slope helps me a ton, and you still get a lot of the benefit out of it. I also think it's one of the best like low back stretches. Yeah, I mean it's just a, a good if it's like if you only did one thing for your body in a day like mobility wise or strength wise i think a, a good squat hold for one plus minutes yeah is not a bad place to start like if you're a if you work at a desk or something and you're like i don't i don't want to work out or or it's just a day where like it's a travel day like yeah. kelly and i've done these long trips where you're on a plane for eight hours or something and it's like we're just not doing anything but in the airport or whatever or when you get to your hotel, like do a rack up a squat hold in 30 second bursts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Super valuable, I think. Yeah. Um, just because it kind of stretches and relaxes and strengthens and everything kind of all at once. And you can work on your breathing while you're down there. You can do other stuff while you're doing it. You can be on your phone. You can watch TV, have a conversation, whatever. Um, man, like it became. Pet the dogs. Pet the dogs. You can get down on the dogs level, get some bonding time. Yeah. Um, Depending on the size and the intelligence of your dog, it's not always the best idea, but you might be at eye level or some other level you don't want to be at, depending on the height of your dog. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, my, my squat felt like I, I went from really struggling to get into my first squat of the day to being just able to pop down into a squat at any time uh, and demo a really good squat and not really having to warm up as much. So I've, I found a huge benefit in it. And it's kind of like, my goal for the challenges is to build uh, build tools in your arsenal. So like, and I hope it, for, the, for the people that participate in that, I hope you kind of like realized <clears throat> that that was a valuable piece or a valuable tool in your training 
arsenal and like kind of an easy thing to do where you can squeeze in wherever it fits. Mm-hmm. Um, and something just to remember, like for me now I'm kind of like my hips and ankles and everything are starting to like tighten up a little bit again. So I'm thinking, Oh, I should start doing squat holds again, uh, you know, sprinkle those in. Cause that was yeah. really easy and kind of beneficial and kind of a brainless activity, um, to hold. So I'm trying to brainstorm. I thought it'd be fun to talk about and brainstorm what other challenges we should do. Handstand holds. Love it. Plank holds. Can everyone do a handstand hold though? No, but you can scale to a dumbbell hold. I was going to say like top of push up plank. Yeah. I mean, don't you think a double dumbbell hold is more? Yeah. But how many people have dumbbells at home? That's, that's fair. Uh, wall walk hold, like partial. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. If you have a wall, I think you'd have to have a, a list of scaling like Suitable a hierarchy alternatives, yeah yeah hierarchy but yeah a pike a dead hang would be great but no one has not everyone has something to hang from yeah that'd be a good one to program i mean the, i don't think you necessarily have to be able to do it at home with no equipment because i was thinking row rowing meters or calories would be cool to like accumulate yeah row meters or cows throughout the month and that was my concept too is like it, it's concept a different <laughs> also if you have a sound effect <laughs> and it's uh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> there, there it is. is. <laughs> I mean, they're just they're just labeled A, B, C, D. How's it, how are you going to remember what's what there? I forgot to do the intro song though. Oh, that's, that's true. We well, we it. just did it. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to the Gambit Strategy Podcast. <laughs> we did it, guys. But I, I hate how the applause just cuts out. Can it fade? <laughs> And if I hold it, does it just keep going endlessly? Or does it kind of fade out on its own? I think it's just a loop. It just keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> then all of a sudden, everyone as, just stops. <laughs> yeah, as applause does. Often when I'm at places where people are, are applauding, they just all cut off at the same, <laughs> same time. time. Yeah. Somebody stands up in the front and goes, <laughs> cut. Um yeah, so I was thinking like some some months it would be like uh, <clears throat> it'd be a challenge to to have to go somewhere or or to spend more time at the gym or to not spend time at the gym or to whatever, yeah, eat, eat or not eat a thing. Eight hundred grams of vegetables. Yeah, I feel like that number goes up every time you say that. No, it's I, just eight hundred. I swear, last time you said five hundred. No, five hundred. We were talking about for that's our um, part of our nutrition challenge coming up mm. my goal that's a good eight. one i don't think we need an additional challenge during the nutrition challenge but no 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 but a it's always been my standard that's why i tell everyone yeah i was just i was just making a side note like mm. by the way during the month of nutrition challenge it's just that's the challenge but i i do i love a dead hang hold i love the handstand hold because we got 12 months in a year and presumably the the gym's going to stay open for multiple more years um, presumably, <laughs> presumably, I don't like to take anything for granted, but I presume yeah, the I gym mean, will continue to operate and stay open. So we'll, if we want to do it monthly, like truly monthly, and if you want the same people to participate, it's got to have some variety. It's got to have some variance. I think calories on varying implements that fluctuate is great. Could be running distance as we get into the warmer months. Could be any of the, you know, standard Isometric holds, planks, handstands, dead hangs. I think the I 800 also, grams of fruits and vegetables is a 
it's a good one. Yeah, I, yeah, I I do think that'd be good. Um, people have told me that I'm employed by Big Veggie. It's not true. I'm going to dispel the big, myths now. Big vegetable. <laughs> I get a Sean's, small cut of broccoli farmers. Are you, but that's it. Are you secretly employed by the eggplant emoji? <laughs> um, I also think like a, a gymnastic movement for reps, like a pull up or a push up. Like just get just be just do an obnoxious amount of push-ups based off of some strict pull-ups I saw yesterday. I would agree, Dan. Oh, <laughs> savage! I think he owned up to it in the comments. He did. Plus I saw a f- several people owning up to it, yeah. and I want to be like, maybe just maybe that's the hard part about some of those. Like you know, you can just rest. <laughs> like you don't have to keep. And this is one of the things I've noticed: new people don't realize always either. Like in the like um, during a workout. Like if we're doing ring rows, it's kind of like, oh man, I had to break up this set of twenty ring rows. I'm gonna step back and make it easier. It's like, no, no, you just rest, yeah, a little bit until yeah, you're like, that's like, the challenge. That's I'll say like personal training clients, I have to put them on like an EMOM or an every two minutes or every three minute timer, mm-hmm. or like very explicitly detail the rest. Yeah, because um, like I'll have them like I'll do like a pretty damn near maximal back squat five, and then like rack it and like look around and just like get under the bar. I'm like no, like. Step back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing here? Uh, what is it? Glu- a- ATP CTP recovery is fifty percent in sixty seconds. Uh, <clears throat> I'm probably misquoting. Sorry, sorry, I'm not a scientist. Um, but it's like two and a half to three minutes is yeah. like the sweet spot of yeah. Kind of the uh, it's diminishing returns after that. You're you're like eighty five or ninety percent recovered at three minutes, and after that, yeah. it's like another minute gets you 91% or something. So <clears throat> pardon me. Um, but yeah, let us know in the comments. Did you, did you pick a one topic of fitness? We got a couple more, go a little more. Yeah. I just figured we kind of work our way backwards here. through Chris Botchers. Botchers backwards. Sure. So what was 49? So we ended 49 with some of the best workouts are done with simple body weight. Well, kind of fits into what i was just talking about the challenges what the challenges what the challenges i don't know i thought maybe we'd talk about our favorite body weight workouts Ooh, yeah but it, yeah so i and and i love just before we <clears throat> before we do that sorry i gotta kind of this nespresso is making me a little phlegmy <clears throat> um those monthly challenges i i back in the day when I first got into CrossFit, I loved just like doing an obnoxious amount of stuff. As everyone does. Yeah. Because it was like volume monsters. Um, yeah. I'm really into pull-ups. Let's do an, just a dumb amount of pull-ups. So I kind of like, yeah, let's let's accumulate. And you could set a target. Like, again, I love the gold, silver, bronze standard. Uh, so it's kind of like, oh, uh, you know, the gold standard would be 30 strict pull-ups a day or something. You know, whatever, fill in the blank. Because like 30 doesn't seem like a ton for people that are good at strict pull-ups, but cause that's, you know, six sets of five. It's not that Three crazy. 10, yeah. yeah. Um, but if you're doing it every day for a month, it's going to start to catch up with you a little bit. Hundred. Sure. Now I'm embarrassed. You probably have a calculator. On your One of my general rules is never do math in public. <laughs> and I just try to do math in a very public forum. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was right though, nine hundred. Well, there you go. Yeah, I also i I'm very open about 
the fact that I'm only good at barbell math, <laughs> not actual math. I'm not even uh, good at that. I go straight to the calculator. <laughs> uh, yeah, what is your favorite bodyweight workout? Favorite bodyweight workout? Like, are um, we saying CrossFit benchmark workouts or any, any workout? I would say any. Um, I'm probably going to stick with benchmark because it's, it's the most appropriate. Because they have names and they're fun to talk about. Yeah. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Cindy. Cindy's such a great fitness test. I'm going to say strict Cindy. Mm. Mostly just because my shoulder hates skipping and I don't really want to do it anymore. So yeah, I'm going to get damn good at strict pull-ups. Um, yeah, I like Cindy because yeah, and Cindy, isn't it? there's, what, three different iterations. You got Murph, which is kind of a Cindy iteration. Yeah. Obviously different, but yeah. Um, and then you have, what, Barbara? Is it Imam 30? Uh, no, I think Barbara's, the, Barbara's the one that's like 10, 20, 30, 50 okay. for there, five like, rounds or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Chelsea. The, is that it? There is Chelsea's like one that's the imam. imam. I think it's Chelsea. <clears throat> so like there's different ways you can do it. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yes, it is Chelsea. Um, oh. what? Yeah, it's Chelsea. Yeah. So, well, no, I saw like someone put something stupid on here. It's called Half Chelsea. It doesn't matter. The internet's a weird place. <laughs> but again, you got, you got pull ups, yeah. you got push ups, you got air squats, you're hitting everything. Which I always like to, as, as an aside, when you say you're, you're not going to kip anymore. You've got some shoulder stuff going on, and you're, and yeah. you're gonna you're gonna not kip for a while. Yeah, you're not unrelated gonna just to not kipping. kip ever. Unrelated to kipping. Yeah, so you're gonna avoid kipping for a while, and yeah. I think that's an important distinction. So, sorry to get off topic, but for anybody listening, it's like, yeah, absolutely. That's what people we talk about this all the time yeah. with scaling and stuff. It's like, oh, you've got something. I just told my master's class this morning. I was like, there's two things that I just off the top of my head. There's two valuable lessons I've learned as I've gotten into the later half of my 30s, and one is that there's always going to be something wrong with your, something's always going to hurt or something's always going to be wrong with your body. It doesn't matter who you are, what type of fitness you're doing or whether you're doing fitness or not, because not, you know, I, I literally have had people look me dead in the eye that don't go to our gym, by the way, but look me dead in the eye and say, oh yeah, I don't CrossFit anymore. Like I just, it was beating me up too bad. Like it just was hurting my body too much. You know what I mean? No, man, I, I don't know what you mean. Like you, I don't think you were doing it right. I mean, you're either going to uh, hurt from fitness. Or you're going to hurt from lack of fitness. Yeah, and, and I'm I like, would... dude, I think what you were hurting from was lifting super heavy all the time. Yeah. That's not CrossFit no. in, explicitly. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, it, whether you do nothing, like we work with people that do nothing and they have back problems and knee problems and stuff. And then it's like, but we do people that we work with people that work out all the time and they're like the picture of health and you know they've got stuff going on like games, CrossFit games, athletes, they've all got stuff going on, but they take care of it and they adjust their training intelligently. You've got a shoulder thing going on. So you're going to avoid kipping for a while. Very smart. Um, it, it doesn't mean you're going to quit the gym or start walking around saying, Hey guys, I don't agree with kipping anymore. And I'm not going to, my classes aren't going to, I'm not going to coach kipping anymore <laughs> to anyone because I can't do it. So no one else should be doing it. Um, so you're telling me I can't do that. <laughs> Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's happened before and it 
pissed me off. Oh, I bet. Yeah, um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with kipping, but again, like my shoulder does not support it currently because yeah. of snatching heavy. Yeah, multiple times a week for months on end. It's yeah. Um, sorry, what where were we talking about? Favorite bodyweight workouts. Yeah, Chelsea. Sorry, I get I get off on Cindy. I just feel like that's an important distinction to make. Cindy's also one of my favorites. You know what one of my favorites is? Four rounds um, for time of a 400-meter run and 50 air squats. Mm. <laughs> mm. You know what my other favorite is? Death by pull-up. Speaking of kipping pull-ups. Huh. I freaking love kipping pull-ups. And I'm also, just to hang on that, we could talk about kipping all day, I think, but like... I just heard a member the other day talking about they got torn up shoulders or something. And I'm like, I've seen you kip on a bar. You don't have the strength. You shouldn't yeah. be kipping because you don't have the strength to yeah. support it. Like you're good at kipping, but you're, you can see your shoulders and arms just snap straight every time you, like you don't have control over the movement. Yeah. And that's super important. Like I've never had shoulder problems from kipping. No, I haven't either. But I've also never let my strict capacity dwindle. Yeah, I can. Do yeah, so. I mean, I tell, I say that all the time. Like every time we're warming or briefing or progressing on pull-ups in class, it's, hey, everyone, jump up and do a strict pull-up. If you don't have that, like you are not going further with our kipping progression. Whether people listen or not, it's a different story. But like, I think like that's an important thing. Is, like, we can only coach you. We're not. Yeah, we're not there to. We're not saying that to be mean. Like we're saying that because we yeah. know what the other side of that looks like if you start kipping yeah. before you have strict capacity. Well, and that's that conversation about. Like, oh, CrossFit beats my body up. Like, no, CrossFit doesn't beat your body up. You beat your body yeah. up. Yeah, and I always thought, like, if you can do one strict pull-up, like, the max you should be doing is three kipping pull-ups. Like, yeah. I always look at it a one to three. Like, yeah. that shows me your strength and stability capacity. Um, and I forget who I got. That. I think I got that from one of your That's... favorite people, um, the Active Life guy, Sean Pastouche. <laughs> um, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> But, but like I think but that's he's being sarcastic. I think that's very valuable. Like that's a that's a good way to look at it. It gives you like a hard number because I mean we know people that do maybe have one or two strict pull ups on like a great day, but will yep. rip through fifty kipping pull ups. Not unbroken, mind you, yeah. but you know they're maybe doing you, ten, twelve. And then you when you start developing some shoulder or elbow issues, don't wonder why. Yeah, we're telling you. Um. So yeah, I I also like Murph a lot. I, honestly, anything. Yeah. I I was I trying love... to not choose Murph because it's just such an obvious one. Yeah. Oh, see, I thought Cindy was an obvious one. It is. That's the second but obvious it's, one. It's a great. <laughs> it is great. I would I, go with Mary, but I hate. Doing you know what else I love is thirty muscle ups for time. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a like good honestly, one. just love bodyweight workouts. Like if I had to pick any part of CrossFit that I really connect with and love, it's the bodyweight stuff. Hmm. I just love. I love push ups. I love dips. I don't. I don't yeah, love handstand I'm, push-ups. I like them as a, as a movement. I'm not. I great like at strict them. handstand push-ups. And this isn't a, yep. a kipping. Yeah. Another kipping discussion. Yeah. I just, having had a lot of concussions in my life, I yeah. have a really hard time with repeatedly concussing yourself for yeah like faster repetitions. But again, like, I will say, that is a movement that a lot of people don't express. Yeah. Or demonstrate control through the full range of motion. Sure. And they're, yeah, they are just pounding their head. And, and don't get me wrong. Like if I do an open workout or a competition and I'm aggressively pounding through handstand pushups, I'm not 
necessarily controlling the descent right. of that movement correctly. And I do need to go get my neck adjusted yeah. later. But just like the kipping pull-up, it is a movement that you can very much control yeah. and conserve your neck and your head. Yeah. But a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. Especially when you put a clock on it and you're trying to race your body. Yep. And Which, again, is not a fault of the movement. It's a yeah. fault of the person performing. And you don't have the capacity to do 10 plus strict handstand push-ups, but yeah. you're going to attempt a workout that contains 45 kipping handstand push-ups. Like yeah. doesn't, it doesn't really add up. Uh, but yeah, I do like, I do like the movement, like the pistol squat. I can't do them, but I like them. It's another, another great example of this has become more of a scaling discussion than a <laughs> gymnastic discussion. But like I do pistols, I tell people all the time and no one ever wants to do it. Cause it's the most like, it's like admitting defeat for people, but I'm like squat to a box, pistol squat yeah. to a box or a med ball. Like give yourself, cause it'll be like, Oh, my back's so sore. My knees are sore. Cause you're forcing yourself into a crappy position because yeah. you quote unquote can do a pistol as prescribed, but you're in a crap position. You're like jamming a, your knee forward and jamming your knee forward. You're rounding forward. your back out excessively. Like do it on a box, do it right. And I'll, I just had this conversation. I might've had this conversation with you uh, the other day, but like I can do pistols in a competition. I can grab my foot, throw a pair of lifters on potentially, or just like squat into my toes a little bit, but I can do RX pistol squats, but I will feel worse. If I do pistol squats to a box, even though, even they're at parallel or below parallel, they're extremely difficult. First of all, they're harder than regular pistols, but my knees and hips and back feel totally fine the next day. If not great, because I didn't jam myself through a crap position. Yeah. But nobody wants to do box pistol squats during workouts. It's not sexy. All right. I mean, that's just general gymnastics movements, though. Not sexy? No, 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 no. Scaling them. Oh, the ways yeah. that they are should yeah. be scaled Scaling are not, not sexy. sexy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, like, one of the things I... Whenever... Everybody loves hooking a band up to do pull-ups for some reason. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why. Um, when I first got... when Sorry, when the gymnastics course first got brought back into CrossFit HQ, they started doing... They started releasing, like, some gymnastics programming. Um, and it's something that I pay for every month because I love seeing kind of how like actual gymnastics coaches scale and apply certain mm-hmm. methodologies. And, yeah, you know, we've talked about kind of bringing in a gymnastics class in some capacity. Um, and that stuff's and, like, and how I've had very mixed results in the yeah. past. Yeah. And same, like I, I've coached <clears throat> gymnastics progression classes now before. I, I put a lot of that stuff into the competitors programming when I was writing it back in the day. And saw really good results. We were doing barbell, uh, or not bar, but pull-up bar, um, like pullovers mm-hmm. and whatever the other direction is. Yeah. Whatever. And really like got some good results. We were doing kipping exercises where you'd fold up like a towel or a hip circle to squeeze between your heels just to work on your kip strength. And I got a lot better from that. And the people, but when you, I tried to implement that into a cycle it's not, it's not sexy or glamorous. God, people it is just, not sexy at all. People just didn't take to it because it was hard no, as hell. And it is like, you're like, and it's really, there's not a lot to hold on to. Like everybody wants yeah. to count the pounds on the bar mm-hmm. or the well, number also, of like, reps. You, you, I, so I follow a couple like higher level gymnastics coaches that have kind of branched into the CrossFit functional fitness space because that's where the money is. Well, yeah. Same way as like weightlifting coaches have done that. Yep. Um, and I find a lot of value and I think it's sexy, like looking at a really, really, really good ring support hold with a strong hollowed position, you know, your palms turned out to the side, 
but I imagine like uh, your average CrossFitter, like looking at that, I'm like, why am I watching some guy just hold at the top of the rings? Like, yeah. I want to see someone snatch 300 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So look, well, but and uh, it, it applies, it does apply to everything. Cause I think Ben Bergeron's made a post one time about, it. I'm sure many other people have talked about it, but what sticks in my head is a, he was training Katrin to try to win the games a second time or third time or whatever it was. And she was doing a bunch of like sled put just like grunt work. And he was like, it's not the sexy stuff that everybody wants. I think oddly enough, he was showing her do sled pushes or I'm like, people freaking love sled pushes first of all. So that's not a good example, but the stuff that gets you to the top of the podium is not the sexy stuff. It's not the max clean and jerk or whatever. It's all the accessory work and the other lifts that got you to that, um, to that max clean and jerk. That was yeah. kind of just you, you turning your homework in. It wasn't all the studying. Nobody wants to do the studying. Everybody wants to turn their homework in. Yeah. I mean, that's so well to the weightlifting cycle as we're kind of going into our taper and our peak. Yeah. And shout out, shout out Sean for a great weightlifting cycle as Joel just clean and jerked 330. Yeah. Um, and Alex jerked 300 for three. Well, he wasn't in my weightlifting cycle, but. Oh, never mind. Take that back. No, no congrats to you, Alex. <laughs> uh, Uncongratulations. Think, yeah, I mean, we had our last, like, true heavy day. Um, what is today? Friday. So Wednesday and Monday were – Monday was our last heavy snatch day. Wednesday was our last heavy clean and jerk day. Um, I think we hit – I think five people PR'd Wednesday. And I think three people PR'd Monday. And that's not even max out Man. day. You know what I'd love to do is live stream the weightlifting session. I'll get my my headphones and my microphone. <laughs> Here comes Joel stepping up to the bar. <laughs> Let us know in the comments if you'd like a live stream of the. Uh, well, the best way to get a live stream is just come and cheer people on. Yeah, get it Friday, February tenth. Talk about an IRL 5, stream. Twenty p.m. Get it in real life stream. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll wrap it up because Sean's got an appointment to keep that I think he's already late for. Um, the apologies for, for Sean's client. Um, but yeah, let us know in the comments, wherever you're viewing this, what you want to see in upcoming, uh, Gambit challenges and, uh, tune in next time. I've been Andrew Essig, Sean Crocker. This has been Sean Crocker, and this has been the Gambit Strategy Podcast.